Hey everybody, it's Kelly Cooper and welcome to episode 210 of the Life Mage Order podcast. Every problem has the same solution. And I hope that listening to this will make you feel better in that, yeah, every problem, there's the same solution. That means that no matter how many individual problems your mind perceives you to have right now, you can start solving all of them immediately by doing the same thing in each instance. And that solution to every problem is changing your perception, changing your perspective, which leads us to having an existence riddled with problems to none at all, potentially. In, in practice, it, it might not go so smoothly for the average person because we're not enlightened, but it's, we can make really, really awesome progress, right? So every problem right now, the solution is changing your perception to where you really don't see it as a problem anymore. Because what makes something a problem? Something happens in our life. There's all sorts of things that our human experience, you know, all these different things happen to us in our day-to-day life. The mind observes what's happening. There's a story. It starts telling about the thing. There's an emotional reaction that happens that is just projection of something already inside. It's not actually in response to what happened, even though it, it can be hard to really understand that. That can take a while for us to really that to sink in. It's like, oh yeah, this is actually about this. So the story feels bad, the feelings feel bad, and that's what makes something a problem, right? If something happened and we had no emotional reaction to it, it wouldn't really be a problem. We wouldn't care. It would just be something that's happening. And this idea of just something that's happening, just totally neutral, or something that's happening that, again, the mind would judge as bad, but we see as an opportunity for some sort of positive transformation or some positive change in our life, that's like, oh, that's pretty awesome. I could do that then it's not a problem anymore, right? Because it doesn't feel badly. You might even welcome the quote-unquote problem. Again, if you see it as an opportunity for positive transformation, you see the situation as some sort of energetic feedback that you're like, oh yeah, like I'm studying like things like the law of attraction and um, learning about my energy and my self-image and all this energetic, emotional, what's going on inside and my external reality is just kind of a mirror of that. And I'm learning that it's just neutral feedback. If I'm someone that's serious about making that inner transformation, that will not only get me what I really want, which is just to feel better, but actually make life more pleasant for this body personality self that I identify very strongly with. Oh, that's probably a good thing that I'm being alerted to things in my energy field of certain emotions, perspectives, beliefs, aspects of myself, and, you know, how I view myself, all these different things. Oh, it's probably good that I'm being made aware of that because then I can clean that stuff up. And again, these external things I might be focused on so long as I'm living a worldly life, all these things I want, my ego preferences, and again, this body personality self, the stuff that it wants, making it more, making this experience more pleasant for that part of me. Oh, that's a pretty good thing, right? So it feels good to think that the the solution to every problem is not trying to find a way to fix the actual problem, but ceasing to see it as a problem, changing our perception of what's happening. Because again, the only reason something's a problem is because our mind doesn't like how it feels. 
and our feelings don't come out of nowhere. There's a story, there's a narrative, there's a belief. Some button is being pushed by our external circumstance. It's triggering some sort of belief. It's triggering a story. It's triggering a narrative that doesn't feel good. That's the only reason it's a problem. Like I said before, if something happens and we don't have a negative or emotional response, we don't care. That's the only reason we care about any of these things. Like, well, I don't like how this feels, so I need to fix it. I don't like how this feels, so I'm in this state of resistance against it because I don't want to deal with this. I wish something else had happened. Uh, uh, something I expected to happen didn't happen. I didn't like this. Uh, my mind says this thing happening is bad and I'm going to have to deal with this thing. Now that this thing happened, some other bad things in the future might happen that I also don't want. So now, uh, and now it's a big problem. So the only way we can ever really... So a genuine shift in our emotional state, it all comes down to perception. It's always perception. No matter what's happening in our life, there's no inherent meaning to it. Nothing is inher inherently good or bad. And I know that's really hard for the mind to understand, right? Because as an average human, that's, again, not enlightened, not fully God-realized and all of that stuff. There's a lot of things that happen. Our, our typical human response is going to be negative. And again, because we're not like the enlightened beings and we have all of this emotional shit and this baggage and this conditioning, our reactions are understandable. I'm a fellow human too. I still have emotional responses to things and stuff happens that scares me or makes me fearful or sad. I get it, right? So those reactions are understandable given our conditioning. But the purpose of all of this work, right, is to not be living from that conditioning anymore, not letting that conditioning influence us. So we see in this work, like I always like to say, a crux of this work is conscious choice about what we choose to believe, how we choose to view things. Our only problem is, you would say, a perception problem, right? That's our only problem, again, because in situations don't have any inherent meaning. Now, because, again, we're not in these enlightened beings, we're going to have these emotional responses, it's okay. We want to allow them. We don't want to suppress them. So the name of the game becomes then, okay, how quickly am I going to try to move on from this story, this emotional state, being mired down in all of this, uh, fighting for a perspective that's causing this pain? What am I going to do about that? How long am I going to dwell there? How long am I going to linger there? That's for most of us what the, the real journey is, right? It's because initially there still might be something something that's really challenging. And we have our moments where we're like, okay, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in my old conditioning right now. I'm in my fear. I'm, I'm in, the, in my head with the narratives and my, my mind is going on this train of thought that's bringing me somewhere I don't really want to go. And okay, I'm getting sucked in, but I get to choose to bring myself out of it. I get to choose how I see things. And like I said before, I always like to stress this, right? Because we're not, you know, most of us are not these enlightened beings with this perfect energy. And, you know, we haven't devoted uh, our whole life to uh, mind training and, and uh, made our whole life strictly about the pursuit of our spirituality and inner wisdom and inner healing. We're caught up in this world. A lot of our motivation is still about, you know, making, again, the outside world more comfortable for this personality self. It's not going to be a perfect execution. But anyone that's serious about the journey, when you've been introduced to these perspectives, you know what's possible. So we are like, okay, I'm going to try that. I might not succeed at that all the time. That's okay. It's not about being perfect. I recognize that I'm probably not going to engage in the level of mind training, that I'm going to react to the world in the exact same way as some mystic or guru. 
but that's the direction I want to be moving in. And one of the key pieces of wisdom that I'm given, the, the most important piece of wisdom is this idea of, oh yeah, you get to choose how you look at things. There's all these different ways of looking at the world. There's all these different ways of looking at the stuff that's happening to us. If I really tried to do that, wow, like I'd feel a lot better a lot of the time. Imagine, again, your only problem is perception. The solution to every problem is the same. I need to start looking at this differently. And like I said before, depending on what the situation is, it just might be a more neutral, like, okay, this is just something that's happening. Or it could be a situation where it's like, like a bigger kind of manifestation. It's like, oh, I'm told that everything that happens serves me. Um, I'm told that my feelings don't come out of nowhere. They're coming from a perception of my perspective, how I'm looking at something. There's a filter set up that's determining my emotional, my feeling responses to my life circumstances. And that's something that I could always change. Okay, like I wanna, I'm gonna try to do that because all these like really wise people that seem pretty peaceful, they exist in the same exact world as me. So that's not different. And they seem pretty peaceful. They seem like they know what they're talking about. They don't seem like they're just in denial or delusional or engaging in some sort of spiritual bypassing. They seem like they're genuinely happy, peaceful, calm people. They're telling me all of this stuff and I'd like to be more like them. So yeah, I'm gonna try that. Because imagine that. Imagine how good that feels to think that all I need to do right now is change my perception. All these different problems I have, that it's not my job right now to try to figure out how to fix them, not to try to figure out how to manipulate circumstances so my ego, mind, personality, self feels better. It's just changing perception. And for a lot of these issues, you still might do something about it because the mind's very resistant to this idea because our mind is used to our pain motivating us. So it's afraid that by you surrendering and making peace and all of those warm, fuzzy uh, suggestions, it's like you're just going to like kind of like lay down, roll over, wave the white flag and like that's it. It's like no, this, 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 this reality as it exists now, dealing with this quote unquote problem, this is not acceptable to me. I cannot let you do that. But like I said, for a lot of these situations, you'll probably still do something about it probably. Like for example, if you lose your job, you're probably gonna like try to find a new job. You just won't like give up on working and then be like, okay, so I'll just be like super poor and then find a way to like be at peace with that. It's like, no, you're probably gonna still look for work. But it's about changing the perception to the mind, right? The average mind losing our job is a bad thing and that's a problem and that's, oh my God, that's terrible. I need work, I need money to lose my job, that's bad. It's like. Oh, perception switch. Okay, that's my solution. That's, this is my problem, my perceived problem. Solution is change of perception. From going from this is a horrible, terrible thing that happened and oh my God, to just something that happened. A neutral experience. I used to work at this job. I don't work at this job anymore. Now I need to find a new one. Okay, that's just something that's happening in my life. And again, to look at it, again, a lot of these bigger manifestations that trigger a lot of stuff, that, you know, busting out that wisdom of, I'm told that everything serves me. Everything is uh, an opportunity, a vehicle for growth, transformation, making my life better. How is this maybe benefiting me right now? And someone might say, you know what? I didn't really like this job. But with my money fears and all my other limitations and thinking, I never would have quit. I was on my way to getting my pension or I've already invested so much time. I was maybe going to get a promotion. This is what I went to school for. And that would be a whole waste of money if I spent all that money on educating myself for a career that I uh, ended up leaving. 
But I actually, if I'm honest, I didn't really want this job. I really would have liked to get another kind of job. This job was really stressful. It was totally messing up my work-life balance, and it was affecting my relationship with my kids and my wife. They were kind of resentful that I was neglecting them. Oh, okay, so this thing that my mind thinks is a huge problem, maybe not such a problem. My mind doesn't like what's happening. My mind doesn't want to see how it serves me, but it's actually maybe a good thing because the universe kind of forced my hand in allowing me to do something that I actually wanted to do, but I never would have had the courage to do myself. Another example of this, which is, again, this will be one of the more challenging ones, but like physical illness. If you think of a God-realized being, right? Again, we're talking about the highest, like the, the, the in theory, what we could accomplish with this shift. You think of like some God-realized like guru that is totally like knows their God, their body, this whole world is an illusion, total detachment from their ego body, their personality self, this hunk of skin and bones and whatever else is floating around in us. How do you think they would uh, respond to a diagnosis of cancer, for example? Something happening in their body that they're totally disidentified with. I don't know if that's the right word. How do you think they would view something like, how do you think they would view something quote unquote negative happening in the body when they know they're not the body? Now again, average person, they're probably going to be like, oh shit, that's scary. But again, it's about keeping in mind the potential we have. And even if we're not perfect at executing it, we recognize these are perspectives available to us, right? Because that, that again, like a, a diagnosis of a serious illness, most of us, that's going to be scary, right? Because we're very identified with the body. We're very afraid of pain. We're very afraid of dying. So that diagnosis would mean something very different to the average human compared to a God-realized being that's totally detached from their body. Anything that, quote-unquote, bad that happens in the body, that's going to mean something very different to them. This body to them is nothingness. So anything happening in the body is nothing. It's like it's nothing to them, right? So again, imagine that right now in this moment, without anything in your life changing first, not one thing, not one iota of difference, you can go from a life full of problems an existence riddled with problems to none at all with nothing more than a shift in thinking. That's all that's being asked of us in this work. With LOA, personal growth in general, right, we get on this track where we make it all action-oriented and we get obsessed with tools and techniques and all these different contexts to work with the body and work with the energy and work with the mind and work with our feelings. And I'm not saying none of those, those things don't have value. As humans, we kind of created them and they serve a purpose in that they might help us. Different things resonate with different people so people can explore different avenues and be like, oh yeah, like... I'm having a problem with something that happened in my childhood. So that inner child meditation really helped me or something with my energy feels off. That chakra th balancing thing helped me or this, uh, I like the idea of feeling like there are people looking out for me. So talking to my angels or spirit guides, that makes me feel good, right? So I'm, I always want to stress when I talk about this, I'm not saying those things don't work or don't bother with any of that. But those things usually have a very limited impact on what they could do for us in the big picture. The real inner work the real change isn't really going to come from doing any of that stuff. The only thing being asked of us is we have to change our perception. We have to change our belief system. So like I said before, if our feelings aren't coming out of nowhere, they're coming from our perceptions. They're coming from our perspective. They're coming from our belief system. They're coming from the narratives and stories our mind is telling us. And that's, again, if these feelings, like I always like to say, energy, vibration, fancy words for feelings... 
So if the crux of this work is changing our emotional state in a consistent, lasting, genuine, meaningful way anyway, people are really like, I just want to be different overall, not just change my energy here and there to get something I don't have. We start to see that, oh, the key to feeling better is I need to just change my belief system. I just need to change my perception, my perspective, how I view myself, how I see myself. Because if that's where my feelings are coming from, the second I start believing things who has whose emotional counterpart, if you will, is positive feelings, I'm loved, I'm supported, um, the physical world is largely an illusion, all of these horrible things that seem to be real, that appear to exist just because we observe them, they're not actually real. They're not inherently, they don't inherently need to be happening in our experience. They're a co-creation, we are, our, our ego co-created all of these terrible things. So it's like, Oh, so if I stop believing that stuff and I start believing this other stuff that I probably read about 10 million times and if I'm honest, I just make no real effort to actually apply this knowledge and let it inform my, my uh, response to the world and my life and how I move through it. Oh, so I start feeling better automatically. And again, vibration, energy, fancy words for feelings. Oh, my energy, that's like the crux of energetic transformation. I don't have to do anything, really. It's not an action-oriented process. I've been spending a lot of time trying to fix my energy with all these different, again, tools and techniques and this very externally focused kind of way of doing it. And again, those things can support the inner transformation, but they're not going to do for us what we tend to think they will. That's all that's being asked of us. God, universe, Jesus, source, infinite mind, whatever, however you view that, that force, whatever you like to call it, they're kind of saying like, listen guys, like what you're being asked to do is very simple. It's not always easy because of your ego and your conditioning. It's going to go kicking and screaming this whole way, trying to slow you down and distract you. But inherently, the only thing being asked of you is very simple. It's one thing. I just need you to change your perception. I just need you to believe all of these things that would make you feel good and that good feeling energy you'd be putting out into the world, this dramatic transformation in your energetic signature courtesy of this genuine shift in your belief system. All of your ego wants that you're so concerned about, all of your things your personality self wants, that'll all get taken care of. Like That is like so easy for me. You want a client, you want a boyfriend, you want some more money, you want to lose 20 pounds, you want to feel better physically, you want to heal. I got, that's, that's nothing for me. All of that's, uh, no problem. I can do all of that. We're in this infinite force. It's like, I got it, right? These, these are not challenging things. But I can't deliver those things to you when you're not a match to the energy that would allow you to receive them. I can't, you can't exist in a reality that you believe, that you don't believe exists. You can't exist in a world that you don't believe is real, right? So it's like that's where the belief – it's like I need you to believe all this is true. All of these um, – all of this spiritual wisdom, all of these um, different perspectives and perceptions on your challenges in life and yourself and how the world works and who you really are, all of these things that these people are telling you like, yeah, you kind of want to think this way, I need you to do that. That's all I need from you. So – well, again, what's being asked of us is simple, but it's not easy in that our ego puts up resistance. 
the more resistant we are, the harder it will be, right? And it just is what it is. It's just accepting this is our lot. And it's just like not, you know, getting all bent out of shape about it. But we can advance as, as quickly as we decide we will. And my favorite thing to talk about, because what's the key to let, allowing all this to happen, to inhabiting that energy more clean, uh, clearly, um, strongly, to having that quote-unquote cleaner energy, to being allowed, to really embracing these ideas on an emotional level where there's a true belief there and not just an intellectual understanding and acceptance, you got to deal with your feelings. Because the feelings, like I always say, it's like rain on a windshield. You can't see clearly, it distorts everything. It's like the grime on the glass. It's like that that perfect, happy, beaming energy. It's already, there's a part of you that's already like that, but all the shit that's on top of it is obscuring it and, and it can't shine through. It can't um, it can't uh, operate at its full force, right? It's, it's being dimmed and, and, uh, and hampered, right? The feelings, when we don't deal with the feelings, uh, the perspectives, the beliefs, the aspects of our self-image and how we view ourselves, everything that um, creates that feeling, we stay anchored to it more because the feelings feed the belief and it makes us think that way more, the feeling, and then that feeds the energy and feeds the emotion more, right? And it's like this vicious little uh, cycle that we get stuck in. So the feeling of the feelings is the linchpin in the human ego world, right? the world of this body and this person, that's the linchpin for the average, the, that's how the human us gets to, that's how we get to accomplish that. We have to clear out that energy. It's a static, it's an interference, it's weighing us down, it's distorting everything. Think about, right, when you cry, you feel better automatically, right? Did you do anything to get happy or did you do anything to raise your vibe? other than let the negative emotion out? No, right? You didn't have to try to cultivate any positive energy consciously. You just cleared out the shitty energy and naturally you felt better because anything obscuring the positive feeling, the peace or whatever, the light, that lightness, all the things I was like pushing down on it and like, you know, squeezing it out, you dealt with it. It's like I've used this analogy a couple of times in different things. I don't know if I said it on... I couldn't have said it on a recent podcast because it was... The last time I did one was after, before this. But it's like if you have a bag of garbage stinking up your living room... Oh, I talked about it in a Facebook video. I think I talked about this. Or your kitchen, right? What do you do? Do you, like, light some candles and spray some Febreze and put a bunch of air fresheners in and keep trying different scents and different strengths to make the room smell better? No, you throw out the garbage, and what happens when you throw out the garbage, right? The smell goes away. So you're back to like a nice smelling kitchen. Did you do anything besides get throughout the garbage? You didn't have to do anything, right? If you just get rid of the shit, stinking it up, and then problem solved. It's the same thing with like trying to be happy. It's like all you need to do is deal with the unhappiness and deal with the conditioning and all of the, ugh, the self-loathing, the fear, the anger, the bitterness, the resentment. I know to the ego mind this doesn't sound appealing, it's like, no, I'd rather, um, I like the people that tell me to like, you know, just raise my vibe by saying affirmations or like that promise me the world if I sign up for their, their seminar or their retreat that's going to change my whole life forever. I prefer that. And as a fellow human, I get it. That seems like an easier path, right? But as a lot of you have seen, that doesn't really fall short in a lot of ways. It might help temporarily, but it's not, like think about a lot of people, right? You go to some retreat or whatever, and it can be very profound. You're with these like-minded people and you're removed from all of your uh, 
daily responsibilities and annoyances. You don't have to go to work or worry about your kids or your husband getting on your nerves. You don't have to your commute, right? I've, been, I've done that before, right? It's very peaceful. It's a very, um, con, it's an environment that's very conducive to greater peace and, right, you're not being triggered and all your resistance isn't being triggered by all these external things in your normal daily life and you leave there feeling like on top of the world. But then you get back into quote-unquote reality because those conditions really aren't reflective of your day-to-day -day life, right? And it kind of like you have this peak surge and it kind of fades. Now that it fades, that's normal. It's not to say you should feel that way all the time. I guess technically it's possible, but most people probably won't. But that's what it is, right? Because it's like that's not, um, you know, you can't... Uh, it can't, that won't fix everything just that those few days away, right? Stuff creeps back in. That's not going to solve every problem you had probably, right? And then the energy comes back, the high wears off, and then you're just kind of like, oh, that didn't, that didn't work either. And it's very, it's a discouraging feeling, right? So I kind of lost what I was saying there. But yeah, so basically, right, it's like the, the crux of every, right, the mind wants it to be all those outside things, but it's really about those things might, facilitate something they might help when you choose an external resource from a place of really deep resonance not oh my god maybe this will work everything else hasn't worked or just because it's like cheap or something or it's like good slick marketing copy and they're like you know this will change your life and you know you might as well kill yourself if you don't buy this program and you're like oh shit like they're really they must have something good here it's like but when it's real resonance it could probably have a profound impact but a lot of you have probably seen you've gotten different things from those different external resources but then it never, one was probably never like, oh, that was it. I did that. And then like everything changed. It's like I finally found the match that that tool was like, that was it for me, right? Most of us, that's not going to be our experience because most of those things can't. Because like I said before, the real transformation is not probably going to come from any external pursuit of like outside assistance. It's going to be nothing more than changing our mind, consciously choosing our belief system, dealing with our emotional crap that makes it harder to do that. Because, right, the feeling of the feelings and the conscious choice of the belief system, they're very linked. They go hand in hand because without dealing with the feelings, moving into that state more readily, consistently, and genuinely where, like, those sorts of beliefs are genuinely yours and you really are more, you truly operate from that space, that can't happen without clearing out the energy and relieving all that pressure and clearing out that static and that interference of the negative feelings born of your old conditioning, Right. So, yeah, that's really what it is. Every problem in your life has the same solution, a shift in perception, a shift in your perspective. So no matter how many problems you're dealing with right now, you can start solving them all immediately. You can, you can release on the idea that they're even problems and they're just something that's happening. And like I said, you know, don't put pressure on yourself to do this perfectly because most of us probably won't. If I got diagnosed with stage four cancer tomorrow, I'd probably freak out a little bit. You know, I'm not quite there yet. But I've embraced these perspectives enough where I would make a true, a true genuine effort to be like, oh, yeah, everyone tells me my body is not real. This is not who I really am. So if my body is not really real, it's not who I really am, then who cares what's happening in it, right? I might not feel that way all the time, but I would try. That's my point. That's what I was saying before. That's... We, we've, we've seen that like, that's the ultimate, like that, like, you know, right? So we see these people that live that fully 100%. We not, might not be them, but that's the neighborhood we're trying to exist in. That's the neighborhood we're trying to get closer to. 
not the neighborhood of the ego mind where every belief and thought is, is based on this fear and scarcity and lack and hatred and feeling under attack and everything's about grievances and oh my god the world's so terrible and everyone's out to get me and I'm you know scared and feeling constantly under threat it's like okay five if these are the two extremes here I want to be more on that other end of the spectrum that's where I want to be that's where I always want to be moving towards I might not do it perfectly all the time but I know that these perspectives being on this journey I've learned all these things I know what I know what's potentially I know what I'm capable of I know I know the potential I have to transform I've been introduced to all these perspectives and I, I've been told that all I need to do to embrace I, I can choose I've been told I can choose what I believe I've been told I can choose my perception. And believing all those things feels a lot better than believing all of my ego, that thought system and all that created. That's pretty painful and pretty, ugh, I don't really wanna do that anymore. So I'm gonna try, to, I'm gonna try my best to always be moving in that direction. And as long as I can say I'm honestly trying to do that, I'm gonna be fine. And I'll have my moments, because I'm human, but I'm not going to fight for that humanness. I will recognize it so I don't, you know, set up unrealistic expectations for myself. So I don't suppress emotion. So I want to recognize my humanness. I want to recognize these challenges, but I'm not going to fight for that as an excuse to not do this work. And then to stay in my comfort zone of these other beliefs that even though they're super painful, I'm relieved of the responsibility of having to do anything about it. And I can just kind of exist still. Even though it's painful, it's comfortable, and I'm used to it, so I'm just going to chill right here. It's like I, I understand now I don't really want to do that anymore. So we want to recognize our humanness. I always want to stress recognizing it. But I never want that to be mistaken for fighting for it and using that as an excuse to contract, to pull back, to not do the work. That, that's not something we want to do because that's a whole different, different ballgame. And that's, we don't want to confuse the two. So yeah, think about that. Every problem has the same solution. My only problem right now is a perception problem. Think about all the stuff that's happening in your life right now that you don't like. Besides the fact that you don't like it, imagine taking you not liking it out of the equation. Would it be a problem anymore if it was just something that was happening? Like I said before, it doesn't mean giving up on trying to, like I said, it's like, well, I lost my job and I guess, you know, I'll just try to find a way to be okay with being poor and I just won't work anymore, I guess, and that's fine. It's not about like accepting undesirable situations and then trying to feel good about them. You'll still like do stuff. You'll, you'll still decide if you have a health problem. You'll still decide, you know, I want to try to heal and feel better. I won't, I, it's not about, well, I'm, that's, this is happening to my body and I'm sick and I go, well, let me find a way to um, be okay with the pain and, and not suffer through it and, and be accepting being sick. It's like, no, you could still try to facilitate healing. But it's much easier to accomplish those goals when we're not in a state of resistance to what's happening now. When we're just working with the situation that we see as neutral rather than trying to quote unquote solve a problem that we don't like. So think about that. Without anything changing in your life right now, you can go from an existence full of problems, nothing but problems, to none, and nothing needs to change. And like I said, your mind's not going to like that because it's going to see, it interprets all of this peace and surrender. It interprets that as like a threat to its agenda. It's like, well, if you're happy and you feel better, then you're going to give up. And here's the thing, depending on what some of these perceived problems right now, you might give up. In that, if it's like, okay, well, I don't care about this anymore. Like right now, you, for example, you're stressing about, um, you have a relationship in your life, an in-law, a sibling, or somebody, or neighbor, where you're not getting along, 
and it bothers you and you feel like you need to fix that relationship somehow or something needs to be resolved or you need to talk about your problems. But then you have a shift in perspective and your perception changes. And like, oh, yeah, this is just something that's happening. We don't get along. Maybe this will change. Maybe it won't. But because it's not bothering me anymore, I no longer feel like it needs to be fixed. Whatever will be, will be with this person. Maybe our relationship will improve. Maybe it won't. Whatever, you know, what, no matter what outcome, I'm fine either way. So in some cases, you might give up. But then it's like, if you do, but you don't care anyway, so you don't care that you're giving up. If you no longer care about a problem being resolved, then it's like, then if it doesn't, if the situation doesn't change, then you're like, okay, I don't care. So yeah, that will happen sometimes, but you'll be okay with it. Because you're like, well, I don't care about something not happening if I don't want it anymore. If I don't care about getting something, uh, if I don't get something that I don't want, who cares? I don't want it anyway, so it doesn't matter. So in some cases, that will, you might totally quote unquote give up on something. Because you're like, well, if, I don't, if it's not a problem, I don't need, feel need to fix this anymore. But stuff that you still feel the need to quote unquote fix and change, you could still do that, but you'll just be doing it from a completely different energy. It's a much more pleasant energy, an energy that will allow you to, you know, get these um, solution and whatever you need. It, it's just, it gets easier. It's, it becomes more effortless. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this. Have a great day or night. For more content, products, and info about my coaching, head on over to livelifemadetoorder.com. Bye-bye.